You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. This is Mr. Anderson, and you're listening to Knockouts and Three Counts. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Knockouts and Three Counts. Yes, sir. This is Knockouts and Three Counts. We're here once again with another episode of Podcast Gold from the illustrious Podcast Detroit Studios here in Royal Oak, Michigan. I haven't said that in a while. <laughs> <laughs> illustrious. What was the work uh, of the college you say all the time? Quintessential. There yes, we go. yes, that was it. I, I, was, I knew it started with a Q. I'm just like, <laughs> fuck, I can't think of it right we now. We got to put that in there somewhere at the show. But uh, yeah, we're here once again recording with the quintessential stud muffin, Joel Gardner. What? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Good job, man. <laughs> yeah, we got another episode of Knockouts and Three Counts, man. Kyle, why don't you go ahead and let the people know your social media, all that good stuff, any announcements that you have to make, sir? Um, You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Detroit Knockout, Detroit N O K O U T. Uh, Follow the show at K. K-O-3-C pod, Twitter and Instagram, Facebook, Knockouts and Three Counts podcast. Uh, make sure you guys are subscribing, leaving us reviews, all that stuff. I see the ones you guys are leaving. So, uh, yeah, we appreciate keep, you. Keep doing that shit for Thank real. You. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much about it right now. I mean, other than the big news that we'll talk about in a little bit. What big news? Past guest of the show, Miles Jury, has made the jump from the UFC to Bellator. Oh, he, that big news. He let his contract. Contract lapse. He's going to. Uh, he signed a multi-fight deal with uh, Bellator. He'll be main eventing against Ben Henderson September twenty seventh in Dublin, Ireland. Definitely. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that in a second. But first, let me. I thought you were talking about the announcement about uh, the fight party, man. Not the fight party, but a SummerSlam party. I thought that's what you. Were talking I was about. getting to that, but you can go ahead. Oh, well, since I'm talking about it, man. SummerSlam, August eleventh, Sunday. Come on out to Buffalo Wild Wings downtown Detroit. Us. Knockouts and three accounts, and the guys from Breaking Down the Ring will be there hosting a SummerSlam party. Uh, this time we will be upstairs. We'll have the rooms all to ourselves. We're going to be giving away prizes. Um, For those that are always asking us, how come the last few haven't have, had giveaways? If you remember, we told you that in the big four, big five, whatever you want to go with. Big four. Those are going to be the ones where we have giveaways. We've given away NXT tickets. We've given away sting bats. We've given away title belts. We've given away T-shirts and Funko Pops and all kinds of shit. Tickets so, to different uh, events, all kinds of stuff, man. So come on out for that, man. Exactly. So uh, you guys, de- you guys definitely should be in the building. And uh, let's see uh, what the boys from Breaking Down the Ring got to, uh, in store this time because wait, I th- seem to remember them challenging us the last time and it didn't work out very well. Well, we, I think cha- well, we, we, we challenged them. We challenged them. And was, we won. It was supposed to be a nice, friendly have, little wager. Uh, now there's become a wager that might potentially happen with the picks. Am I right? There's been another challenge. Not official. We'll, we'll wait to see if they actually put if it out If you enjoyed our movies. videos last time, we'll be sure to come up with some funny challenge. Shit. Challenge! <laughs> I can't do it like you, but <laughs> Challenge! Yeah, we'll see uh, how that goes. Stay tuned to both uh, Knockouts and Three Counts and Breaking Down the Ring for more information about um, that event and the challenge to come. Um, oh, real quick. I didn't throw my social media out there. Yeah. Hi, I'm Devin. Nice <laughs> to meet you. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Devin the 63 That's D-E-V-I-N-T-H-E-6-3. Uh, you can find me on... Hey, Dave. 
<laughs> you can find me on Facebook. Just look me up and I'll add you. Make sure you check out the Reality Era News page on Facebook where we talk all kinds of wrestling stuff. Right now, what would you say the big topic is right now? Uh, Raw... Uh, I would say Raw Reunion. Raw Reunion. Raw Reunion. Say that three times fast. Raw Reunion. <laughs> raw Reunion. Raw Reunion. Raw Reunion. I win. And what do you win? A chip. I crouch it in the microphone. <laughs> Funyuns, asshole. A Funyun is a chip. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. Make sure you join the Reality Era News group on Facebook where we talk wrestling in there. And I think that's all the announcements that we have. Yeah, I don't got anything else. A BCWA coming up on the 24th. Come come out for that. Also on the 24th, Evolve and Shine. Make sure you come check that check check uh, check those events out. Um, and we will be having some guests from those shows coming up sometime soon. We'll make those announcements on our page. So let's go ahead and talk about your boy Miles Jury, man. Okay, so first of all, I mean, I knew I knew there was fight news coming. I didn't know that it was going to be was that that kind of news. <laughs> uh, personally, I couldn't be more happy. Uh, I already talked to Miles about trying to bring him back on the show, so hopefully, uh, we'll be bringing him to you real soon. Uh, but I couldn't be more happy uh, as a friend and watching all the work that he's put into it, man. Uh, uh, from all things that i've seen so far i think this is a new fresh slate for him i think his name value that he gained while he was in the ufc uh i would venture to say probably catapults him over a lot of the guys in the bellator lightweight division because they have names like pitbull and you've got uh michael chandler and you've got you know you've got names in there but it's not as many names as you've got in the ufc Right. And I think his name value and the people that he's already beaten will skyrocket him. And from the looks of things, it already has because he's getting ready to fight Ben Henderson. Ben Doe. Former UFC champ, former WEC champ, and they're main eventing in Ireland. That's pretty fucking dope. Man, it, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I'm a little conflicted <coughs> on this one because, honestly, Ben Henderson is one of my favorite fighters of all time. And Miles Jury, past guest of the show, uh, Friend of the show, really cool guy, man. Um, I it's, it honestly, it's gonna be kind of hard for me to watch this fight. I mean, I'm gonna watch it, but it's gonna be kind of hard for me to watch it because it's like, dude, that's one of my favorite fighters against a guy that I know and is actually pretty cool. So I'm looking forward to it, man. Um, uh, this fight's another one like Cowboy, dude. Cowboy was a hard one for me. This one's a sucky one. Cowboy, yes, because I'm a big fan of Cowboy, and Miles is my homie. Wait, Miles fought Cowboy? Where the fuck Wait have a minute. you been? Wait, uh, dude, Cowboy's fought so many times, man. It's just it's yes, he <laughs> fought Cowboy right after he fought Diego Sanchez. Okay, because right. you gotta uh, real dude, you gotta realize my like, Cowboy's fought like four times this year already, man. So well, yeah, that, he fought Cowboy right after he fought Diego because Cowboy thought that he was disrespectful towards Diego. So, so here's the question: Who hasn't Cowboy fought? There, uh, <laughs> besides all, Brock Lesnar, all the guys off the Contender series. That's about it. <laughs> And he might have fought some of them on the smoker <laughs> shows. <laughs> man, but uh, definitely a great opportunity for Miles Jury, man. It, it's funny. Um, I was literally talking to a friend of mine at work this, this week about the UFC in general, man, and how they pay their fighters, man. And, um, you know, Miles Jury came up. You know, we, we talked to him. And 
one of the things that he said was that, hey, if you're getting into MMA to get rich, you need to get out of this right now because it's not necessarily the business for that, man. That's the thing. People just think people just see UFC. They see boxing. They see all these things and they just automatically assume you're getting paid like don't get me wrong. I'm not going to sit here and say that Miles wasn't making good money. Right. But, but when you compare that to John Jones or, you know, even what they make in boxing. I mean, even John Jones, even your John Jones, your, your Ronda Rousey's, your, your, your top uh, MMA fighters, like what they're making really isn't, you know, from what the UFC is bringing in, what they're paying out to their fighters I don't think is 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 fair. Um, I couldn't agree more. I've said that. I've said that for years, dude. There's no reason that you sell your company for four billion dollars and your main event's only making like what a hundred, two hundred. Not, not only that, dude. Like when you look at, okay, it's not like that in women's boxing, but if you look at, uh, if you look at boxing as a whole, dude. Like you look at the guys that are on top. Dudes are getting fucking paid, bro. Yeah, and I've said that for years. I don't understand how MMA isn't on the same pay scale. Uh, that being said, that's not even the only headline as far as MMA goes because uh, John Jones got his dumbass do, in do, trouble. Wait, again. wait, do we really have to talk about this? <laughs> <laughs> do, do we do we really have to talk about this? <laughs> isn't it our job to bring up the news? Go, go ahead, man. Tell people. Because so, you already know what's about to happen, man. You know what I'm about to do. Go ahead, man. So I don't know the specifics, but what they're co- reporting is that John Jones is now facing assault and battery charges from an alleged strip club incident. Like, this guy's had a hit and run on a pregnant chick. He's popped dirty four or five times on drug tests. I mean, hot damn. Look, this guy, I don't know how many more chances you get, son of a bitch. I mean, obviously, there's always the thing that you never know if it's really real with it being a celebrity until something happens. But at the same time, how come your name keeps ending up in all this shit? (laughs) The look on his face. Uh, Go ahead, get all your thoughts on that. That pretty much sums it up. I think that motherfucker ought to be, like, in some serious fucking... Like, they need to really do something. Like, I don't know what a fair punishment would be, but he needs something. Go ahead. It's my turn? Go ahead. Okay. <clears throat> Hold on. Let me get a little swig of this podcast juice. Hold on. All right. We've talked about this before, man. We, we've, we've, I've gone on a rant before about John Jones and his, uh, his behavior and, Always getting into trouble, and we we've talked about how we we had a little debate about is John Jones the greatest fighter of all time? And my opinion, yes, John Jones is the greatest fighter of all time. But at the same time, John Jones may be one of the greatest fuck ups of all time. And I've, I'm, <laughs> it's to the point now where I expect it. Honestly, I'm surprised that it's taking this long for something to pop up since he made his comeback against was it Gus? Yeah, so he fought Gus, he fought, uh, what's the kid's name? Anthony Smith. Anthony Smith, and then he fought Tiago. The fact that it took three fights for him to come back for something to happen, got to give him credit. He's making a little bit of progress, but he's still a fuck-up. And it, (laughs) and like, it's, it's, it's so frustrating, man. John Jones is 
okay, I was talking about Ben Henderson is one of my favorites. John Jones is my favorite. John Jones, the reason why I went to my first UFC fight was to see John Jones versus Rashad Evans. John Jones is like that guy for me. But, dude, you can't keep doing stupid shit, man. After a while, it, eventually, Dana White and the UFC have to do something serious for him to get the idea. And, and here's here's... I don't know if we talked. Did we talk about the Tiago fight? I, we talked about it a little bit, but we didn't. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we talked about it. <clears throat> Here's what I think John Jones' real problem is. John Jones suffers from a curse called greatness. John Jones, to me, is hands down the greatest MMA fighter of all time. We've had a debate before, you know, steroids, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Well, I'm talking about talent wise, sure. Yeah, as far as his skills and his talent, he is the greatest MMA fighter of all time. And the problem is, he's bored. He doesn't have anybody to really challenge him. I talked about it after the fight. Him and Tiago. I feel like he could have beat Tiago at any time. All he had to do was take Tiago down, you know, ground upon him, submit him. But he didn't want to do that. He actually wanted to trade with him. He has to find ways to challenge to challenge himself to entertain himself. Okay, but does that mean it's time for him to go to heavyweight? Well, no, wait, wait, but here, here's my point. The point I'm making isn't even about fighting. Here's my point with John Jones. Not only is he, I was talking about how he was bored in the in the cage. He's bored, period, to the point where he has to, like, find stupid shit to get himself into. I, I, don't, I don't know who else to compare him to. He, he, he's, he's one of those guys that he's so great. Josh Gordon from the from the NFL plays for the Patriots right now. Used to play for the the Browns. Josh Gordon, one of the best pure receivers I've ever seen play the game, but yet he can't stop fucking up. It's 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 a pro. It's I don't know what it what it is because I've never been that great at anything. But <laughs> I don't know what it is. But something is going on in that man's head where he is so bored that he has to find stuff to do when he, and he just can't sit down and just be great. Just sit down and be great, man. I, just take more fights. Do some jujitsu tournament something. That's I what he said he wanted to do, and he still got. Injured. I don't. It's 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 so frustrating, man. It really is, and it's like the fact that I'm I'm happy that it took this long for him to find some something to fuck up. It's really really sad, man. I I don't know what else to say about John Jones, man. I'm I don't know, but nothing's going to happen. He, it's gonna get swept under the rug. Dana's gonna book him for a fight probably in in you know October or or November, and or whatever the next New York fight is. I think that's in November. He'll be booked on that. This will get swept under the rug, and he'll continue to do stupid shit for the rest of his life. Right. So let's touch a little bit on the two big fights that are this weekend. We've got uh, Spencer versus Cyborg, and you've got Frankie Edgar versus Max Holloway. Please God. Let it happen. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about you, but uh, this is another one of those fights where, yeah, I want to watch it. Uh, I'll definitely be watching. I definitely, somewhere. I'm definitely going to be watching that. Uh, Corey, I know you're watching. We'll probably be linking up somewhere to watch it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, dude, I'm I'm excited about this one. Uh, I'm excited to see how Cyborg bounces back. Let's we can start with that one. Um, I watched the countdown special. And I didn't realize that Cyborg had 
changed her training over to South Africa. What? Yeah. She's training over in South Africa now. <laughs> really? I swear to God. Watch the countdown special. S- what, s- anybody that you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I have to go back and name? hear the names. I, I do recognize the name of the one guy uh, that was over there. But uh, she said that she likes it over there just because it's real, like, it's real grimy and that they all fight with that they all fight with heart. She says it reminds her a lot of Brazilians. And when she's there, she's able to, you know, focus on her camp and stuff. You know, maybe she just needed a change of pace or whatever it might have been. But, you know, I mean, it was interesting to me to see that. Well, let me just say, uh, shout out to Cyborg. I got to meet her at Starcast. I was there. Where's the bell? Oh, I can't find it. I can't reach the bell right now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wait, wait, wait. She's wait. got it. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, uh, shit. Uh, uh, Andy ringed it. Good pass. Ring it. I Damn. said ringed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I met Cyborg at uh, StarCast. She's... Okay, look. All right. Is she as... I don't want to say I, this. Not, I, I, I got it. I got it. <laughs> so. At least you said it. This is a very me. serious... <laughs> this is a show where we, you know, talk about fighting, but we're, we are men. Cyborg is a lot better looking in person than people really realize. <laughs> I knew that was look, 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 look. <laughs> she terrifies me because I know she could kick my ass at any moment, right? But <laughs> that's a fair point. No, but no. Cyborg's Cyborg's a nice looking young lady. She looked good in the picture I saw. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, if she uh <laughs> Wait, hold on. Where's the camera? Hold on, me looking there. Cyborg, if you ever Ever, ever, want a guy? You want to make a kept man? You know, he's gonna think it's a little, <laughs> little eye candy. How you doing? How do we? How do we go from the the Russian Natalia Markova? Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! Hey, man, you can't be dropping names like that, man. You see, you trying to you trying to mess up my player hate yeah. degree. <laughs> <laughs> but come on, man, we know who's gonna win this fight, man. Cyborg. Yeah, I mean, I obviously I'm going with Cyborg on that one. I think uh, if shit, if Spencer can win this one, this is by far obviously the biggest win of her career. Uh, I think this is just a bounce back fight for. Her. I hate to say that because I'm not trying to dis you know disparage she Spencer, got, but she got to win a fight to make it look good. So when she goes up against, uh, well, I mean, Spencer's got a record, bro. Like if you really look into her, like she she had killed shit in Invicta for quite a while before coming over to UFC. That's usually how it goes, and then you go up against. Cyborg. Oh, I'm not saying it's gonna. I didn't say that was gonna make her win. I'm right. just saying she's not a scrub. Yeah, and you're you're not a scrub until you go up against Cyborg. <laughs> <laughs> Cy- man, Cyborg is a whole different like human being, and then like Amanda Nunez is like one step above her. The best way to describe it is, I think. So remember back when like Misha Tate won the championship, but she kept losing to Ronda Rousey. So people started doubting Misha Tate, but I'm like, Misha Tate is probably the second best women's MMA fighter in the world at that time, except for Ronda Rousey. Just can't beat Ronda Rousey. That's basically Cyborg right now. She's basically the second best women's fighter. In I just want to see her and Nunez run it back, bro. Oh, they are because it's really no other fight for Nunez. Look, all I'm saying is female or not. If Amanda Nunez is coming at me, I will try to shank her. (laughs) I know how to fight, but I just shank her and run. (laughs) 
as, as my homeboy uh, Ken would say, that's why they make guns. <laughs> hey, you damn right. You damn right. On that one, I agree completely. Um, Wait, Kyle. Side note question. Let me ask you. Let me ask you a weird question. Oh God. It's, I think this has come up on the show before. I'm sure it has. If it's coming from you. <laughs> <laughs> so the average guy on the street, right? Not necessarily me because I'm a larger human being, but just the average guy. Okay. Right? You know, decent shape, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Do you think an average guy off the street could last one minute in the cage with Cyborg? A minute? Yeah. Five minutes? No. A minute? Um, Dude, I could run around for a minute. See, okay. But you actually work out. You're actually in decent shape. I'm just talking about an average guy. Again, I could run around for a minute, but could they last an entire round? No. Okay. I doubt they could last three minutes. Honestly, I doubt they could last a minute. A minute is a long time in a cage, I think. And then if Cyborg is motivated and, and she's coming at you like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I I give it three minutes at most. Okay. That's generous. <laughs> Kyle's being nice today. But um, so you got Cyborg. Yep, I got a cyborg too. Uh, what about our main event, man? So I'll always be a, fran- a fan of Frankie Edgar, but I have to go with Holloway on this one. But the fact that Holloway lost in his last fight to Poirier, it's going to be interesting to see how he bounces back and then going back down to 145 after being fighting at 155. Yeah, I, I agree. So if I have to bet, I'm going to pick Holloway, but I wouldn't be shocked if this also puts Max at a little bit of a disadvantage against Frankie. So here, <laughs> I'm going with Max. I mean, uh, I'm going with Frankie. Why for? <sighs> Frankie has always been like this thorn in my side when it comes to like <laughs> when it comes to like picking fights Frankie's always been this thorn in my side. I feel like whenever I I think he's going to lose he wins. And whenever I I think he might actually win a fight he loses. I would probably go with Holloway in in a normal situation but Holloway he's kind of in a weird situation he He's coming off of a loss, and that loss is coming off of some time off from an injury. Hopefully, he's he's one hundred percent healed up. Like he's I got said, his legs back now. But Frank, dude, I'm not the biggest Frankie Edgar fan, but the guy has skill, man. And there's no not, arguing. It's not and one forty five is a natural weight class for him, right? Where before he was always fighting everybody smaller because he was too small for one fifty five, right? So I, I mean, either way. Whoever wins this fight, they're going to beat the fuck out of each other. And that's the best part of this fight. <laughs> you know that these two are going to just beat the dog shit out of each other. I'm, so yeah, I, I want to see I'm, it. I'm definitely there for that, man. So where do you want to go first in the whole wrestling game? There's a lot of shit to talk about. Your boy Bray Wyatt's finally made his debut. Have we have we talked? We haven't talked about Bray in a while. We haven't because they went quiet off the Firefly Funhouse, which I think was absolutely smart. I uh, think it was great. I think it was a great idea because I'm not going to lie. The first thing I thought after it was off for a week or two, I'm like, "What the fuck? You did all that for nothing?" 
but, like, but, <laughs> but he was still there. All the puppets were probably Yo, I love the thing with the lights, though. I love the fact that the lights go out in the middle of while he's fucking somebody up because it's like the old school horror movie deal where like the lights go on and you see somebody getting grabbed and then the lights go back off and all you can hear is screaming. <laughs> so my question, the question I have is, so what's his first match going to be? Is it going to be Finn? Yeah. Okay. I think they're going to finally run the whole demon thing with him the way it should have been done. So, the Fane versus the Demon at SummerSlam? That's what I think. I think that's the smartest way to do that if that's the way you're going to go. I disagree. I think the smart way to do it is Finn versus the Fiend. Finn Balor loses. He takes his two months off. Comes back. I'm as cool the, with that, too. Comes back as the, as the Demon at like Survivor Series or something. I'm like cool that. with that, too. I mean, any way that you can bring the Demon up to where it's actually meaningful because it pisses me off that every time they've used that character since he's come up to the main roster, hadn't been for shit. The only time I actually thought it was used halfway decently was going into the match with Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins? Yeah, when he faced him for the Universal oh, title. Oh, okay, okay. For the you fir- remember when they, st- yeah, 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 yeah. You remember when they were doing the whole thing about how he was having a hard time controlling the other personality? Yeah. That was the only time they've used that since. That was so long ago, I completely forgot about it. <laughs> well, that was the only time on the main roster that they've used something where or used it to where I felt like it was used well. To where when he did it in NXT, he didn't use it that often. Right. It wasn't used on every show, and he didn't use it on every takeover. Well, here, here's here, okay. If they do bring the demon out and he goes up against the fiend, I need the demon to lose. I felt like you, you Bray can't lose his first match back. He can't. Not even. I don't think Bray needs to lose for a while. He shouldn't he, he lose he for a while. Fuck, he lost enough before that. Shit, like. And I feel like that's the thing that he needs to finally say, oh, no, 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 no. This isn't old Bray Wyatt anymore. I think he needs to beat the demon because the demon's never been beaten. I think if the fiend can beat the demon, it'll finally put Bray Wyatt okay, over to a Okay, if you're going to do that, they'll build to it. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying at, at Survivor Series. Have him beat Finn Balor as normal Finn Balor now. Finn Balor takes some time off and then comes back as the demon later on, but the fiend still beats the demon. I'm cool with that. Yeah, I need I need Bray Wyatt to get that championship sometime soon. I would be cool with that too. Sometime, well, sometime either this year, or next year. I thought his yeah. title title reign got cut too short. Hey, Kyle, how did his title reign end? Yeah, I was there. <laughs> you were there. I was there when his they t- decided to have like the big screen come down from the fucking pavilion. It looked like there were earthworms all over the fucking ring and shit. <laughs> Dude, that was that was the dumbest. I'm not gonna lie. In the arena, it actually looked pretty fucking cool because at first nobody knew what the fuck was going on. I I give them that. It didn't look so good on the playback, but at least as far as in the arena, it was actually kind of cool. Because wait, what was that match? Wasn't that like a House of Horrors match? No, no it wasn't. That was just a regular match. But they like oh, okay. Bray. They did like the turn the lights out thing when Bray does the fucking what you call thing. That that was I don't even know what to call that when he does that weird ass fucking backbend shit and then the lights went out and that's when that happened. I think he calls it the spider? Whatever. Oh the, cra- the crab. Whatever yeah, the fuck he yeah. calls it. Spab. Spider crab. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but what okay, so what did what did you think about uh Raw? Uh, uh, Raw I would say the last couple of weeks have been a little better. I wouldn't I still say they got more work to go. 
Uh, as far as the Raw reunion, I can't lie. I mean, I'm cool anytime Stone Cold's on TV. <laughs> Uh, dropping S bombs. Uh, I'm just saying, I'm totally cool. Uh, anytime he they want to bring him on TV, uh, DX on TV is never a bad thing to me. Uh, all in all, man, I don't think it was bad. I really think the last couple Raws, I wouldn't say they're great, but they were better. So, I mean, they've at least been decent. I wouldn't say they were like again. I'm not saying they were good, right? But they were improved from what we've been seeing and at least they seem to be getting a little bit more edgier as evidenced by what kevin owens has been doing with shane and all the other stuff so i mean like i said not saying they're like holy shit you gotta watch them but it wasn't bad and <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you mentioned kevin owens man um yeah that's more of the smackdown side of things but one, one thing i've been I just meant as far as like the edginess with the promos lately, where right, they right. haven't been doing that. But no, I'm I'm just. I think I talked about it a couple of weeks ago about how I'm tired of seeing Shane McMahon on TV, and then next thing you know, like Kevin Owens is out there saying that hey, you're taking up all the TV time from Buddy Murphy, Oscar, you know, blah blah blah. I'm starting to think that WWE creative is listening to our show and stealing our ideas, man. Well, Blackwell <laughs> already clearly was, so why wouldn't they be? Huh? I said Blackwell already was clearly, so I mean, wait, what did Blackwell? We've do? been booking his shows for months. Whoa, the thoughts and views of Kyle Collins. Oh those fuck Kyle off! Collins, you know, those are you know I'm just talking head. shit, know, you asshole. But I'm just covering my ass, but <laughs> motherfucker, you've said it too. You've hey, said it hey, on the hey, BCWA hey. episodes at the arena. Asshole. Blackwell walks around with a guy named Big Daddy Gaddy who chops people in the chest. I'm not trying what, to get You don't want to lose your nipple? <laughs> is that what you're telling that's me? A, that's exact, you don't want to lose your nipple. That's exactly what I'm saying. Because if that so, big son of a bitch tries to chop me, I will kick him in the dick with the quickness. <laughs> that, that's your go-to move anyway. Hey, but I'm just it saying. It works, doesn't it? Hey, Big Daddy Gaddy, let's let you know you and me are cool. Kyle said that, not me. Bang. I said if I had to. I didn't say I wanted any smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you know what? Real quick. I'm glad you said that. Speaking of smoke, man. Oh, God. What do you think about the Street Profits, man? I fucking love it, dude. I literally <laughs> last ask Cody when you see him at BCWA if he comes. because Cody Rose? No. Oh. But, uh, dude, I swear to God, the last few weeks at softball, like, we went into extra innings. And I went up to bat, and I was fucking around just playing. I go, we want smoke. <laughs> we want smoke. I love it, dude. Them coming on Raw, I just I don't want it to f uh, take away from their title reign in NXT. That's, true. That's true. my only thing. Like, I don't want them to become, like, this mouthpiece to where, oh, shit, it's the Street Profits, but they're not doing anything. Dude. <laughs> That's my only worry is that. Other than that, they're fucking entertaining. The thing they did yesterday on, on Raw Rewind. I mean, re I keep calling it Rewind. Raw Rewind. This isn't 1999, <laughs> Devin. What the fuck? It's still real to me, And this Devin. is not Michael Cole. <laughs> <laughs> but, dude. <laughs> Doc is sitting there with the eye drops, man. Yeah, man, I was hanging out with RVD. I'm like, no, they really did not just do that, man. It. I'm, I've been so impressed with what they've done. They haven't stepped in the ring yet, which I'm cool with. But they're getting over just by being themselves, man. And it, it the funny thing about that is, uh, <laughs> well, I was listening to some old older podcasts to get ready for who we thought we were going to have on the show today. But yeah, Marty Janetti no showed us. 
Uh, yeah. Just in case you haven't figured it out <laughs> yet. Uh, but he I'll, was having a little bit too much Wolfie D time. Apparently. <laughs> but um, does that add him to the list now? Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. But um, no, I was listening to some older podcasts and like thinking about the Street Profits made me think about something that we talked about with uh, former ECW referee uh, John Pee Wee Moore. And you know, one one thing that he was saying was is that <laughs> WWE needs to embrace different cultures, especially black culture. I don't I can't know if, argue that at all. I don't know if he exactly used those words, but that's what he, that's at least what he was trying to say. And, I couldn't argue that at all. And he was like, "Hey, look, you got to realize, man, people love athletes." They, they love to follow athletes. They love to follow their social media. Uh, they love the, the way they portray themselves you know, outside of the game and in the game, too. Their swag. I think that was the word that he used. Not really a word I use too much. But to me, the Street Profits are like the perfect example of that. The, to me, the Street Profits are what MVP was 10, 15 years ago, just early. MVP was the shit. Dude. Exactly. And to I remember him, when he first came out, I'm going to be honest, my first thoughts were like, what the fuck are they going to do with this guy? Because usually nine times out of ten, when they bring a guy in where he's all fucking decked out and dressed up, and he's right. either one of two things. Either he's a rich son of a bitch. A bootleg like, horseman. <laughs> yeah, he's like a rich son of a bitch, like the million-dollar man. Mm-hmm. Or he's the chicken shit heel like Ric Flair, where he fucking just runs and then wins off some cheap bullshit. Right. But like the shit that he did with Matt Hardy was fucking gold. <laughs> I agree. And, but like the Street Profits, man, I, I, I guess I, it resonates with me, with me because like they, they talk how, like I would talk with my you're black, friend. Devin, just say it. Yeah, because I'm a black guy, man. Yeah, that's why, that's why I like the Street Profits because I'm black and they're black too. But you were saying why you could resonate it. I wasn't saying that's why you like them. I'm just saying what you were, that was what you were saying without look, man, beating around the bush. Look, man, I'll try to be politically correct, but that's We've why already I like passed black the people. political correct but fucking no. line a long time ago. But 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 no, like seriously though. But they 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 just cool. They are cool. They have swag, and people love like swag. And they're drawing people in, and they have not even stepped into a WWE ring yet. And just to, uh, just imagine what's going to happen when they actually come out there for a match if they don't drag it out too long. Because if they do this to where they're on TV too long and there's not any sort of physicality, they're gonna fuck them up. You think so? I think so. Because especially with you having them as the NXT champions, you notice when the War Raiders came up, they were beating shit out of people. Wait, first of all, they ruined that whole fucking thing. I didn't say. <laughs> look, at least they, they, they're. They, they never even showed them with those. those yes, tags. they did. Not really. Yeah. But my point is, at least they're reviving them because they were able to be shown beating the shit out of somebody. I'm saying if all you have the Street Profits do is come on and be not and be entertaining that's great but they need to do something that shows the wwe audience that what everybody in nxt knows because you and i have already spoke about this on the show before just because they're up there on the main roster doesn't mean that everybody up there knows who the fuck they are right but this is this is their way of introducing sure themselves right to, i'm to- just saying i think eventually they're they need to make sure that there's enough physicality in there so that it doesn't kill them i don't think so because look basically it's the re- it's the reverse of the war raiders war raiders just popped up out of nowhere started beating up people and then they started talking with them with street profits it's the opposite 
they're showing their personality. They're getting over with their personality so that when they then step into the ring and show what they can actually do, they're, just, they're already going to be over. The only thing they can do is get over more. Perfect example. Remember when Enzo and Cass came up? Yep. And they came out and they were doing their their, their shtick and they, everybody loved it. I was there, remember? You were there. So <laughs> I can I just say that that was one of the loudest fucking pops I've ever been in an arena for. Because, like, even with them never being on TV before, mm-hmm. that whole fucking crowd sang along to the whole fucking thing. I wish I still had the snap from it, but I promise it was dope. So think about this. They haven't stepped into a WWE ring yet, but yet they're getting over on WWE television with their personality. So when they come out there and that music hits no, and they're I'm, out there dancing, they start singing, we want to smoke. You don't think that crowd? Oh, no, I'm not saying with? that that won't happen. I'm just saying I don't want it to get to a point to where they're not kept to where they're not just entertainment. They're a viable threat. That's all I'm saying. I have no problem with what they're doing. I'm just saying you and I both can think I, if you give me five seconds, I can think of at least three different scenarios where it looked fucking great in the videos. And because they took too long, it didn't mean shit when it happened. Okay, go ahead. Fucking, um, yeah, I shouldn't have said right away, but I can think of some, I promise. I will give you at least one by the that end. That was five show. seconds. I know. I, <laughs> I, I, I stuck my own foot in my mouth on that one. I'll give you that. Let's, we've talked a little bit about WWE. Obviously, we're going to be talking about SummerSlam. Most likely going to bring the boys from breaking down the ring on our show for the first time, and that will be hell. Mikey's been here before. Mikey has, but the rest of them haven't. They don't love us. I don't even think they love Mikey that much. It's weird. All <laughs> hell might break loose in this studio with all of us. But, uh... <laughs> What about AEW? Smitty, I'm challenging you, motherfucker. Wow. wow. Sir. <laughs> sir. Sir. I had to since you went the Booker sir. T route in the promo. Sir, sir, these are called microphones. They will pick up your voice. You don't have to yell at <laughs> you, bitch. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about AEW. Obviously, we've got all out. We're going to be there. Anyways, uh, we've seen the first installment of the road to all out. Uh, Sean Spears now is aligned with Tully Blanchard. What are your thoughts on the video? What are your thoughts on the pairing? I haven't seen it yet. You motherfucker. <laughs> you're killing me. Hot damn it. I, I haven't seen it. God, Devin. Look, man, I, it, it, it's a lot going on in my life right okay, now. Okay, in a, I, in a nutshell, just because Devin's been sitting under a rock, they did uh, the same thing like they've been doing for Fight for the Fallen, except they did it with an interview between JR and Sean Spears. Sean Spears is. Who's Sean Spears? Anyways, <laughs> Ty Dillinger. Uh, but anyway, they uh, wait. Ty Dillinger. He doesn't work for WWE anymore. <laughs> I told you who it was, motherfucker. You asked the question. <laughs> wait. So who's Sean Spears? Shut the fuck up, man. What? <laughs> you just named two different people, man. Sean Spears is who used to be Ty Dillinger. Okay. What do you mean used there to be go. Ty Dillinger? Shut the fuck up, <laughs> Devin. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> wait. So, so his real name isn't Ty Dillinger? I hate to I hate to break your dreams, bro. That's like telling me that never mind. <laughs> That's like telling that me that Booker T was coming for Hulk Hogan. <laughs> That's like telling me that Undertaker's birth certificate doesn't say the Undertaker. His first name the last name Undertaker. Taker. <laughs> and you're what? doing it in a tag team match, player. <laughs> but uh yeah. yeah, dude. So like essentially they did like a sit down thing where Dillinger was basically saying that he had called the interview really reminiscent kinda to like the McFoley interview back in the day. Or like the Triple H interview. Did Jay I get a mandible call? 
Uh, no, he didn't. Oh, uh, no, he didn't. But uh, about like Dillinger's basically just laying out like why he called Jr. to the interview and what the point of the interview was for. And then like after he kind of got on a roll, there's like an abrupt stop, and you can hear somebody that's off camera like this interview's over and he goes this interview's over jr and then walks telly blanchard and goes we're done here <laughs> <laughs> did telly just happen to hold up four fingers randomly and no he just oh. walked in and was like we're done here jr and then sean spears goes yeah we're done and then telly just puts his hand on his shoulder and they just go out of the frame wish Spears just sitting here like this with fucking blanchard behind him <laughs> I like the Perry, man. I like it too. I like it. And I like I we've talked about this all the time. I think there need to be more drawn out stories and the fact that they're leaving this on a cliffhanger, I like it. Because you don't know exactly what that relationship's gonna be yet. Well, okay. You you kinda have to leave it on a cliffhanger because who knows when they're gonna drop another video. It's really <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying I like like we've talked about before. Did I did I go on my AEW rant last time? All right, real quick, AEW rant. <clears throat> oh jeez, let's not piss off the people we're trying. No, to no, 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 <laughs> nothing like that. Nothing like it's, it's not even really about AEW. It's more about fans and their thoughts on AEW. That they're we, jumping the gun. We got all out coming up on the thirty first of August, right? It's gonna be badass, but. We got all out coming up on the 31st of August, right? We're all looking forward to it. We've all wanted another company to come in and, you know, give us those, those feels, you know, make us feel good inside, but, you know, and, you know, give more of an indie feel, more of a realistic feel of professional wrestling. And AEW is basically right now in the lead of filling that void. But, they haven't had a single episode of television yet. We, we, we did we, go we, into we, this before. We really <laughs> cannot make any judgments about AEW until October when they go live on TNT. No, everybody, argument, no argument there at all. Everybody needs to fucking relax. Plus, Let I it mean, play out. Here's the other thing too. Like, don't get me wrong. Were there things in every show they've done so far where I was like, "Well, that was pretty dope." Yes. Yes. But at the same time, there were also plenty of shit where I was like, "Why the fuck did that just happen?" Case in point. I'm sorry. I'm all for some funny shit. I'm all for some off the wall shit. But you cannot tell me that that match at Fighter Fest between Nakazawa and Jerbaley made a Damn bit of sins. But but here's the thing. I completely forgot about that match. You know why? Because it was like a, a it was wasn't even a pay per view. It was a free show at a video game convention, and it was like geared towards video game fans. So, it yeah they 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 furthered some storylines on, but it's not really much you can take from that show. Same thing with Fight for the Fallen. That show. Well, and Brandy, when I was in Vegas, I got to talk to Brandy Rose, and you know, she basically, I was asking like, "What is Fight for the Fallen?" She's like, "Oh, it's what we call a, a bought show. It's geared for. Uh, it's going to be geared toward." I have to say, I like that venue though. The amphitheater. Yes, I thought it looked really cool. It, it looked cool, but like, 
I like it because it was different, though. The way amphitheaters are set up, the sound was kind of weird at times. See, but we go to NXT and uh, Ring of Honor at Royal Oak. That's but, essentially a fucking amphitheater. No. Amphitheater is outside. So that's I why know it's that, weird. but... It, it, the way amphitheaters are set up... It's it, no it different sounds... than when WCW used to run Club La Vila. It's read. not. It's not different. And well, at well, least well, the, well, at least the place at fucking uh, that AEW did is new and it looked cool. Well, what you got to realize though is like WCW they they're used they were used to running those venues. This is their first time running this shit. Okay, but my point is this: like these last two shows were like just teasers. So to like completely judge them on these last basically any show up until they start running their show on Monday on a uh, Wednesday nights. It's it's kind of hard to really gain a lot out of it. I will say this: they're going to have to figure out their dynamic with their announcers. I will say that, but they've only worked together what three times, so we all need to just relax. October is when <sighs> that's the problem. It really happens, but everybody's so amped up. It's like, Can we agree that this is why there's the problem with there being so? I mean, although obviously that that we get a lot of our information from that for the show. Show and stuff, but this to me is. I'm the, sorry, what was that? I don't speak burp. I was going to say this is <laughs> where we get a lot of our information is from the internet and things like that. And this is why I also the will internet say. Internet is destroying society. Yeah, I agree. Dude, it's just crazy. <laughs> like, people read one little thing. Holy shit, they were going to do this. No, dude, no. Remember maps? When's the last time you opened up a map? I haven't. I use my <laughs> GPS. Do you know how to use a map? I do, but I... Are you sure? I, I'm sure, but I also know that I would much Kyle, we're gonna, use Kyle, we're going to get in my car. I'm going to blindfold you. I'm going to drop you off somewhere. I'm going to give you a map, and I'm going to tell you, hey, here's a car. Get your way back home. No, the fuck you ain't. No, you ain't. Challenge! I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> this ain't a challenge that I'm going with. But anyway, like you said, man, I just I think it's I think it's too early uh, for anybody to really jump to that conclusion. Uh, I do think it's smart on their part that they are letting people wrestle other places. Like you're seeing MLW where uh, MJF and his buddy Holiday got the tag belts, and the stuff they're doing with the Heart Foundation is off the fucking chain. You've got a uh, You've got uh, Allie that's res- that's with AEW, but they're all wrestling smaller shows. Like we've seen Moxley over in Japan and uh, in G1 now. Moxley would be a, f- a Festivus. Be- <laughs> if Festivus ever happens, that'd be great. I'm talking shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wishful thinking. I mean, all in all, man, I think AEW is off to a great start. But JR said it. I've heard Cody say it. I've heard multiple say it. Like just to me, until you get to – until you get to a point where you're you've got enough content that you could be like really compared to WWE and they will never have the they'll never have the content library but I just mean like not you had a show 2 months ago and then we're going to do another one in 2 months when it's week to week to week that, like are you getting better that's going to be the judge of what AEW does and they, I wait, hope to god they do great and but, they, but you if, can't judge it till then but then here's a question, though. So all right, we got a few more minutes. So here, here, here's a question. Right now, WWE is going through a, a kind of a hard time with creative, right? Fair to say? That's fair. What happens when AEW has a hard time with creative? What happens when, when uh, I don't know, a couple of their guys get hurt and they got to figure out, oh, well, we were planning on doing this for the next Double or Nothing show, but our main event 
just got effed up because you know such and such got hurt. I don't want to not wish that on anybody, but it's this isn't ballet. I mean, people get hurt in ballet too, but you know it, it happens. So what what happens when AEW starts having problems and they have to figure things out on the fly because no matter what, you got to put a show up every single week. Are, are the fans going to turn and like, oh man, this is just so, like WWE, man? Let me ask you this though. So to that question, I raise you this one. So we both listen to Jr. a ton, and Her. I've sat for sat for I've heard are, him. Are you making fun of my bells palsy? <laughs> That's fucked up. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> you were there for that, man. How weird was that shit? What when when Jr. called out uh, Bruce and, and Conrad because he thought that they were him saying you know, them saying sassafras and going yeah. her was making fun of his bell's palsy. Yeah, that yeah that was a little weird. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what I was gonna say is even Jr. said it. Like I think you hit the nail on the head when you're saying that we can't judge them until they have weekly TV because I mean, let's face it. I have the biggest hopes that AEW does well just because not only do I like AEW, I think it would be great for the business as a whole. That being said, JR, Cody, the Bucks, they've all said it. If any of you that are so high on AEW really think that they're taking WWE over, you're dumb. There's no way in hell that Vince will ever let that happen. Unless the WWE was to like, catastrophically just tank and get like just like ungodly shitty WWE is too big to fail they've been around way too long and Vince is too stronghold in the business and if you want to see Vince change something if it ever got to a point again where another company was like beating him like consistently or like or like really making him sweat something I'll bet your sweat bowels. Bet your ass he'll I bet your ass it'll change. I mean it's it's changing now. Already and, and is. That's, and that's what we want. That's what I wanted. I agree. I want better television. And that's what I'm saying though. Like that's why everybody is so quick to say, oh, AEW's gonna take over. Why do you need them to take over? Why can't they all just be why can't they all why can't it just raise the level of all the companies? Like why does it have to be why can't the the rising tide raises all ships. How about that? Well, I mean, if you're really a wrestling fan, dude, I mean, it really is better for the business as a whole. And if what you're, if you're a wrestling fan, then that means more wrestling content. Speaking of which, who had a better title run, Jinder Mahal or Seth Rollins? <laughs> You've been looking at Vince Pistachio's post. <laughs> hey, here. So here, more meaningful or better. Either or. I would say that gender's title reign, at least uh, compared to this one, was more meaningful. Because. You thought Seth was more meaningful? No, no. I said gender's was more meaningful than what Seth's, this most recent one, was. Now, if you want to go back to the title reign that he had when he took the belt from Brock first. Yeah, if we're going off of that one, by far gender. But yet, like. Seth Rollins the one talking shit to Will Ospreay, but his title run was worse than Jinder Mahal's. But we ain't got that much time left, man. We gotta we gotta wrap this up in a little bit. And um, well, it looks like Marty Jannetty might have been added to the list. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna say what I said before the show. 
let's just say that uh, Marty Janata was not able to make it on the show, people, and uh, we do apologize for uh, <clears throat> advertising, I guess, and not being able to produce. But you know, we 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 got confirmation that you know everything was good, and yeah. I mean, it's 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 part of it's part of well, it's what business. the second or third time now. <laughs> there was Tony Atlas, there yeah, was Tony Bobby Atlas. Cooper, there was well, it, it, it. okay, yeah, dude, she did us dirty. Yeah, there was there was some technical issues. Yeah, but she shook but, hands with me and said she was going to be. On see that? That's that's kind of you know when you shake. And it was face to face. It wasn't over a phone call or nothing else. I even talked to her. It was like you yo. looked her in the, the windows of her soul, and she said she was coming <laughs> on the show. But either way, man, it gives us a good chance to do something that we don't get to do very often and uh, shoot the shit about wrestling and MMA. Kyle gets to run his mouth, and you are too. I just kind of sit back and listen, liar, and I just jump in every now and again. You lie, right, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, any, any, uh oh. Shout out to Seath, man. Seath always is watching the show, bro. Shout out to him. Shout out to Tiff, who's always liking all our shit on Twitter, too. Shout out to Leisha. Yeah. I hope you're feeling better. Yes. Uh, Shout out to my niece. Oh, real quick. Hey, my niece just restarted her podcast, man. Check her out. It's called Takenya Talks. Listen to it. Okay. Bam. You can find it on pretty much any podcast platform, I think, except for Spotify, which Spotify is weird. They want you to like give like your left testicle and <laughs> blood sample just to get on there now. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, check out Takenya Talks. That was a bad segue into her show, but you know, it's not about You're testicle. talking about your niece. I know, and man. Then- I know. <laughs> you're talking I'm about, about that was, that was my segues. Terrible segue into my niece's show, but listen to her show, man. It's good. <laughs> my Right, no, real talk. My niece is my niece is one of the big inspirations oh, for me getting into podcasting. So shout out to her, man. So that's why I got shout out to her life. for sure. I'm just laughing at the segue to that because <laughs> the more I think about it, the more I'm thinking, where the fuck were you going with that? Alicia said, "Yes, I am." Thanks, Kyle Collison. I was trying to look out. Damn. <laughs> no, she said thank you. Okay, good. I was like, damn, I was trying to be nice. Like, it wasn't a shot. No, she was saying thank you. <laughs> oh, and also, before we get out of here, man, shout out to all of you guys that have been so active on our Facebook and stuff, man. We've had a lot yes. of good conversation on, you know, Miles going to Bellator and the Sean Spears thing and all everything else Who's in between. Your mom. Uh, wow <laughs> she is a nice lady she does not deserve that sir <laughs> but no we got five minutes oh we got five minutes man let's talk some more shit what's going on man <laughs> <laughs> we've already hit AEW. we've hit wwe you know we've hit the ufc you know what do you did you watch the pacquiao uh thurman fight? i did watch the pacquiao thurman fight and i'm pissed off because i got a friend in vegas that i was going to call and say hey put 200 dollars of pacquiao what are your for me and i did not on do that fight though my honest thoughts is that Pacquiao won that fight. It was very, very close. But Pacquiao I think won the fight. that the knockout won or knockout knockdown won. Knockouts three that, counts. Yeah, knockouts and three counts won in that fight. Uh, oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. But I think like one round. I think the knockdown won him the fight. But I have to say, I do think it the second half of the fight. I think Thurman was cracking Manny at the end of the fight. Yeah, like had that definitely started to slow. Had down. there been a couple more rounds, I don't know that Manny keeps taking that many punches. But yeah. Such is life. You got 12 rounds. That's what it is. If we're going off that, I totally have no problem with Manny winning. But I have to give credit where it's due. 
Keith Thurman was fucking putting hands on Manny at the end of the fight. Do they run it back? Uh, I wouldn't be mad at it with the way it played out. I don't think that's really how anybody really expected it to go. I did. I'm just pissed off that I ain't put no money on it, man. Even the biggest Manny Pacquiao fan. I don't think that anybody thought that, that fight was going to be that back and forth. I thought Pacquiao. I thought Pacquiao. Him gonna... winning, but I don't think anyone thought that that fight was going to be like first half Pacquiao, second half Thurman, and that it was going to be that razor close. I kind of, okay, look, I kind of wish I actually like put this out on social media. So now it just sounds like, <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Now you, you say that. Right. But no, I, it sounds like that because it is like that. No, what I thought was is that <laughs> I thought Pacquiao was going to finish him in the seventh. And I said, if it goes past that, then it's going to be really, really close. That, that That's what I thought. But I thought Pacquiao was going to finish him in the seventh round. But anything past that, it'd be really, really tight. Really tight. And it kind of was. Like, if he had finished him in the seventh round, you know, of course he would have won the fight. But like, after that seventh round, it's kind of when Thurman started to actually pick the, pick up the pace and uh, show that Pacquiao that he wasn't going away. The re- but the reason why I thought Pacquiao was going to win this fight was because <laughs> one, Pacquiao was pissed off coming into this fight. And then two, you gotta remember, Keith Thurman took like what two years off? Yeah. And then when he came back, he got he I'm not almost got knocked out. I'm so. not a fan of that by any fighter. And I've said that in multiple shows that we've done. Like to me, it's one thing to take time in between a fight so that you have, you know, a little bit of time to rest and heal and all those things. But when you're taking a year, two years, two years, a year and a three half, years, what? <laughs> Four years. What? There's no Broken Skull IPA. Or no, Broken Stone IPA, Michael Cole. Yeah, you missed it. They went to go promote Austin's beer, and Michael Cole totally fucked it up. He was like, Broken Stone IPA. I'm like, dog. Oh, yeah. I didn't really? Really? All I want to know is, when are we going to get Broken Skull IPA here yes, in Michigan, man? Yes, I would buy some. I tried to buy some, but inside the cellar, even though you bastard said it would come to Michigan, it says it can't come to Michigan. So fuck you. <laughs> All right, we got one minute. Let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. Kyle, quickly, why don't you go ahead and throw your social media out? and Detroit Knockout, Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you're following us uh, on Knockouts and Three Counts at KO3CPod, KO3CPod.com. Uh, make sure you come out to the SummerSlam party and pay attention to our social media. We'll be letting you guys know more details about that, and uh, we'll definitely be doing something with the boys from Breaking Down the Ring. So plenty of shit to come with that. Buffalo Wild Wings downtown. August 11th. And, and make uh, sure you pay the parking meters because <laughs> don't want to get no those asshole, Those assholes will leave you a ticket like they did me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you can find me on Twitter at Devin the Six Three. That's D E V I N T H E Six Three. You can find me on Instagram at All Sake No Sizzle. That's one word. Make sure you join the Reality Era News Group on Facebook. And um, there will be a big announcement coming up sometime soon. Um, yeah, let's just say there will be some changes to this show coming up. We'll just leave it at that. Ooh, cliffhanger. <laughs> so, anything else, Kyle? Fuck your couch. That's rude. Well, <laughs> <laughs> with all that being said, take care of yourself and each other. Until next time, knock out some okay, three Okay, Mr. Couch. Rogers. That's not Mr. Rogers. <laughs> that is Jerry Sprager, sir. You get it right. And hey, go see the Mr. Rogers movie That's when it comes out. <laughs> Until next time. Jerry Springer's even-